Hey, history lovers, I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. The Battle of Waterloo took place one Sunday afternoon in 1815. It was Napoleon's last stand, one of the most gruesome battles ever waged, ending France's almost total control over Europe. More than 50,000 French, British, and Prussian troops died, an absolutely staggering loss of life. But many of these soldiers had a very strange afterlife. Well, I mean their teeth did. Yes, I said their teeth. Before I get to those teeth, there are a couple things you need to know. First, the Napoleonic days were desperate times throughout Europe. The poor were really, really poor. Clothes were hard to come by, so was food. But the rich had a different problem. Sugar. As it showed up in more and more villages like a sweet opioid from heaven, many became addicted to the stuff. But advice to brush and floss twice a day wasn't really a thing back then, and their teeth, in turn, paid the price, rotting and falling out. Okay, Back to Waterloo. After the battle was over, there was a great pilfering of the piles and piles of dead bodies by people known as body strippers. In his book, Waterloo, The Aftermath, Paul O'Keefe quotes a soldier who wrote that a man falls by your side and the very next moment, if you chance to look around, he is naked as he was when he came into the world. By 9 a.m. on the day after the battle, peasants had stripped just about every dead soldier they could find. Shoes and stockings were the most prized items, O'Keefe wrote, but for some reason, nobody wanted the thick wool socks that the Scottish troops wore. So, scattered on the battlefield were scores of naked men in plaid socks. Very odd. Anyway, among the so-called body scavengers, were some crafty entrepreneurs armed with pliers. With the teeth of the wealthy succumbing to sugar, a vibrant industry of dentures made from human teeth flourished. The poor were stripped of their teeth after dying. Criminals were stripped of their teeth too. And the Battle of Waterloo, well, it was an absolute boon for inventory. Thousands and thousands of teeth were pried from the mouths of the dead. O'Keefe quoted one tooth speculator who wrote, I'll draw them as fast as the men are knocked down. So what did teeth thieves do with all those bicuspids and incisors in their pockets? According to the British Dental Journal, the scavengers took the teeth to England, where they were said to be riveted into a base made from hippopotamus or walrus ivory a process that took six weeks. From there, they were implanted into the mouths of those who could afford the 100-pound fee. All around Europe, the wealthy coveted the teeth of dead young soldiers. Waterloo teeth, they were called. By the early 1800s, porcelain emerged as a viable alternative for dentures. But human teeth were still sought and sold well into the 1860s, showing up in catalogs and newspaper advertisements with tantalizing descriptions like the best ever invented and 
unsurpassed for their beauty and lifelike appearance. In that way, the dead soldiers of Waterloo lived on, chewing food, tobacco, and smiling. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.